There is nothing worse than untapped potential. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely the place for you. Welcome to the Untucked Podcast. I'm Michelle Weemy, and you guys are going to be in for a treat today. Tammy Johnson is going to be blessing us with all of her wisdom, her hilarious way that she just inspires people. She's got such great energy. You guys are going to absolutely adore her just like I do. So Tammy, welcome to the Untucked Podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me. All right, girl. So you do a way better job explaining what it is that you do than I do. So I'm going to let you have the floor right now. <laughs> So my clients actually named me the hold your hand and kick your ass business coach. I love it. So you've earned those stripes. Oh, I've totally earned the stripes. It's, it's, it's actually a very, very fitting title and I completely own it. So tell me more about the people that you serve and how you help them. So I work with solopreneurs as early in their journey as possible, preferably idea stage to up to two years in business. And I've been doing this for over 20 years. I've worked with them from idea stage up to I've been successful in business for 35 years. But where I found I can have the biggest impact are what I call the baby business owners. Yes. Because most of our jobs are coming from the small businesses, the solopreneurs and companies with under 10 employees. Yeah. But unfortunately, very few of them survive the first two years. Yes. And it's rarely because they don't have a good product or service or because they're not busting their butts because they right. are totally it's because they're lacking the basic foundational skills that they need to build a successful business around that. Yes. And that's where I come in to teach them those things because business is business is business. It doesn't matter what your product is, industry, service. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. The basics are the same. And when you've got those pieces your chances of survival and then thriving go way up. If you're missing any of the pieces, the chances of you making it are dismal. Yes. And that's just, it's, it's, it's wrong. Our world needs good small businesses. We're the ones that change the world. Yes. We're the ones that serve our customers and our clients and our families and our communities. And if they don't make it, we all lose and it's not necessary. Yes, a hundred percent. And you know, we all go, you know, to thinking about, I go to college to be a teacher. I go to college to be a nurse, but it's like when it comes to business ownership, a lot of times we're just winging it and we're wearing all the hats. We don't know what we're doing. We might meet a friend here or there who gets some advice for free or not. And we're piecemealing this together. And then we wonder why we're burned out and exhausted and not successful. And I think that the fact that you come in so early on is kind of like the degree in business in a sense where you pay your tuition to you and they get the foundation that they need to get off to successful start. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of them. Like when, when you're going through and you're learning stuff on your own, because I've been studying money, business and success since I was seven years old. Cause like I'm a dork. <laughs> I love but it. A lot of the stuff that I was coming across was it works fine. If you're already a big company, if you've got 20 people that you can delegate to, if you've got a huge budget and I'm going, 
that doesn't that doesn't happen. How do you no. how do you help the bootstrappers, the ones that are are juggling kids and spouses and 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 everything else? How do you get the stuff that works in real life, not just for? This yes. is going to sound awful, but this has been my experience. Men that have wives that look after everything, and they've got people yes. they can delegate to at work. Let's deal with yes. reality. Yes. <laughs> And like you said, the unlimited budget, right? Like, I think we can say all day long, like, we'll just delegate that. We'll just have somebody do that. It's like, but at what point can I sustain the business and be able to pay for the help and all the things that go into it that you help take all of the stress and the questions out? And I just absolutely love, I love what you're up to. And I'm, I do something similar, but in a different way. And I think that you're right. Like the reality is, is things are different. I personally have a career, full-time career where I do anesthesia four days a week. I do this podcast. I have two online businesses. I have a family, you know, all the things I'm crazy, but yep, I, you're a professional plate spinner. You're running all over the place, getting everything done. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, like they haven't dropped a whole bunch of plates yet, but you know, they're, they're teetering here and there, but the reality is, is that that's life for a lot of people. When they start their first business, they're doing that alongside of their career, alongside of their family, the things that they have to do and that they're passionate about. And Lord, it's, it's hard. So when you can make that learning curve a lot shorter and give people the nuts and bolts of what they need to know, that's, that's amazing. So Tell me how in the heck you ever got interested in this. Like what, what part of your journey makes you, what gives you the street cred? How about that, Tammy? What gives you the street cred to show up and tell us? That, 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 is, that, is a, that is a great question. So I started my business because I was fired. Love it. I was, I was working in a job that I absolutely freaking hated. And I was already looking for another job, interviewing like one more week, and I would have just moved to another job. I yeah. had a very good reputation in my industry, high skills and stuff like that, but I wasn't happy where I was. And then I got fired. And while he's, he's, he's telling me this, I just felt like there's this gigantic weight that was being lifted off my shoulders. And I'm going, I never have to work for another creepy, incompetent old man again. I'm <laughs> going to start my own business. And it, I start. I started smiling and almost giggling while he's like pink slipping me, <laughs> which totally threw him off. And it was wonderful. And then this dread and panic hit me. And I'm going, yeah. okay, how do I go about doing this? Because yeah. I didn't want to be building a business just like everybody else in my industry. And I had to go home and tell my husband that I'm. I I went from a normal regular paycheck to I have to now fully eat what I kill. Yeah. <laughs> and I it. have to figure out how to do the hunting and all of this stuff. And yeah. then to add part of the fun to it is shortly after I got fired and decided to start my own business, I got pregnant. So I had to learn, I had to build a baby and a business, and I really don't like pregnancy. I don't know how women repeat that process. It's very unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> You're tired all the time. I threw up till the week I had my daughter. Um, so yeah, like you don't feel like you're on the top of your game. And well, I had 24 hour a day sickness for like the first three, three and a half months. I had about two yeah. weeks where I felt like a human being. And then I went straight to the worst heartburn for the rest of my life. And I, I ended up taking, I took 30 hours of mat leave because 
I was I was just starting to get my business going, and one of the many reasons why I made the decision to start my business is because my husband yeah. and I we were talking about starting our family, and I'm going well. I don't want to have to be getting my daughter up at five thirty in the morning to drop her off at daycare and missing all of this stuff. Yes. And then how am I going to? So we were sort of thinking about how are we going to change this so we can start our family and and do it the way that we want. And that was mm -hmm. one of the things that pushed me to just say, you know what? No, I'm I through the interviews, all that stuff, yep. starting my business. So I had to go through all of the stuff through that. And I'm going, I made, I made the mistakes and I'm going, the reason why I do what I do is because I'm going, if I could go back and talk to me one year, one year before I got fired and started my business. Mm -hmm. Oh man, the amount of time, money and grief I would have saved myself because yeah. I went into starting my business in a much better position than most people. Yes. And I'm going, there's still so many mistakes that I made expensive and, and time consuming and painful where if I'm going, like you said, if I could have met me yeah. one year before, yeah. how much better, smoother, faster, and more profitable my journey would yes. have been. Because my first two years in business were painful. Okay, tell me about some of that pain, some of those mistakes. Describe some of that to me. Well, some of those, like the big, big one is, so when, when you're an employee, there's no such thing as security because you have one source of income. And if you get pink slip, fire, right size, downsize, whatever in the world they want to call it, that's, mm -hmm. that's gone. But yep. you at least, while you have that job, you have the regular steady income. Right. And I was making about $55,000 a year at the time. Mm -hmm. My first two years in business, I probably made about $24,000. And that's not $1,000 a month. That's right. okay. Well, I had a really good month this month, so it's three thousand, and then it's it's like two hundred bucks the next month, and it's all over the place. And you have to be figuring out, okay, how do I get stuff done with no with no money? And you get the stress, and and you're going, I'm an introvert, and my background is financial services. So when I started my business, I yeah. went into financial services sales. So let me explain that to you. It's investments and things like life insurance. Nobody wants to talk to you if you're in life insurance. Like, put up the... <laughs> so I had to learn, okay, how do, I, how do I go about, like, bringing in leads? And how do I go through sales and stuff like that? And like yes. I said, I had a, a very strong foundation with that because I'd already been in the industry for right. almost 10 years. Right. And I knew all of this stuff. So I wasn't going in cold and all... But you have to deal with all the demons going on in your head yeah. and your, your friend and my mom going, are you insane? Yes. And oh my gosh. All the different things. And it was just, it was, it was really hard. The marketing and the promoting is something that we underestimate, right? Like yep. how much effort it's going to take to, to not only do the things and learn the things, but to have the courage to put ourselves out there yep. and not everybody has the entrepreneurial mindset. And so you're going to mm -hmm. have people in your life that love you. They love you. They have very well intentions, but they might not understand. And they're trying to protect yep. you in air quotes here. Mm -hmm. So they try to talk you out of doing what you're doing. So you find that all of a sudden your support system isn't exactly as solid as you thought. Oh yeah. Right. And, and it's not just like you, you brought up the point of having to go out and hunt for it and bring it home. It's like you went into this knowing how to cook, but now yeah. you have to go in and, and hunt for it and bring it home. It's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. It's not going to Safeway and picking it up out of the, out of the case. It's like lock and load. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so all of these things that we don't anticipate or we don't mm -hmm. think that they're going to be 
as hard as they are. And honestly, like from you and I both as entrepreneurs, like I wouldn't trade it for the world though. Oh, oh, never. But I, I was headhunted for about five, six years afterwards. Cause like I said, I, I had a very good reputation in my industry. Mm-hmm. And even, even in the first two years when it was so hard, I was still like been going, there's, there's no way. Cause I know, I know I can make it and I'm not going back into an office. And I'm like I said, I'm never going to work for another creepy incompetent <laughs> old man again. And I'm not putting my daughter into daycare and, and, and giving up. I'm going, I, I will learn it. I will slog through. I will get myself out of bed in the in the morning after I've had a rough night. Going, am I insane for doing this? Like, what the heck is wrong yeah. with me? I could yeah. just go get a job, and it would take away the some of the financial stress and pain that we went through for the first year. Yeah, um, like so much stuff. But I'm going. No, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it for anything. And that's one of the other reasons why yeah. I do what I do. Cause I want people yes. to be able to make it through and yes. know that they're not alone. Like one of the biggest things that changed is the, the, the group of people that were our friends that we socialized with and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. When I first started my business completely changed within two years, like yeah. we're still friends. A lot of yeah. them are still my clients, but we weren't spending much time together because they were, they're all employees. And when I yeah. started changing the business, like I'd start talking about that or they'd ask me questions and then they'd look at me like I was speaking Klingon. Like it's, yeah. like, it's a completely different world and not saying anybody's right or wrong, but I'm going, right. you need to surround yourself with people yes. that are in that arena mm-hmm. that understand what you're going through, can yep. love and support you and kick your butt when you need it. <laughs> A hundred percent. And I think that part of the success of any business is the personal development that you need in your own self in order to make it happen, because we have to elevate ourselves in order to elevate our business, to elevate the impact that we're trying to make, the things that we're trying to put in the world, which is why we're doing our business in the first place. And so what I found is that it's really just that I became so almost addicted to to that process of making mm-hmm. myself better and to learning the things that I need to learn. And I started to light up and become passionate about the things I was talking about. And the people that were showing up to work every day didn't have that passion. They weren't having the fun. They weren't growing. And so it's not like it was just like we just started to to drift apart in that way because mm-hmm. the things that were lighting me up they couldn't understand, and I wanted to be around other people that also felt the same way. And I, it's amazing. Like if I start talking to somebody and I start talking about my business and what I'm doing, my entire energy changes. Even exactly. Yeah. If you if you're in business and you're bored and you're not learning and growing, you're 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 not going to be in business for long. And I've seen so many people as employees and they've been there for a long time. And they're basically, they're emotionally dead. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't learned anything in years. They don't really care. They're basically, they're watching the clock and the calendar to when can I get out of here? And I'm going, I feel really sad for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so important. So Tammy, what I want to do next is I want to talk to you about that advice that you would have given yourself back then. And that's going to tie into some of the things that you help people do or the things that you personally learned to help get you from where you were then to where you are now. So I'm going to dive into that. But first, you guys, I'm going to tell you all about this 
amazing thing that I've been working on. And it really ties really well with what Tammy's talking about. And it's all about the connection. It's all about really diving into the community of people that you're surrounding yourself with that all get you and that want to grow alongside of you. So I'm going to give you all the details here in a second. And then we're going to dive back into our conversation with Tammy and hear all about the advice that she would have given ourselves and how she can give all that advice to us now. Hey, Lichelle here, and I just got to ask you, do you ever listen to podcasts or special training from gurus who are telling you exactly what to do, but you still have questions? Wouldn't it be amazing if you actually could ask questions to the people who are presenting to give you your personalized answer to how you can get into action and apply it to your unique situation? That is exactly why I created the Better Club Elite, which is a very special, very exclusive monthly membership that gives you access to those question and answer sessions that are going to get you in action and get you all lined up with everything that you need to start being better, doing better, and having better in life and in business. The support, the answers, and everything that you need to get you in action. So let's go. All right, girlfriend, you are up. I want you to talk to yourself, if you were to give yourself that advice all those years ago, what would you have told yourself? So one of the first things I would have told myself is to work on actively finding other entrepreneurs and small business owners that you can get around. Yeah. Because when, when you are going into business, you need to have other business people around you because the energy is different. The conversations are different. Um, yep. you can find mentors and, and, and support and different things like that. And because I started my business so long ago and it wasn't such a big thing back then, but it, it's a much, much bigger thing now would have been to find myself a really good general business coach. And that's the hard thing now because there's lots of amazing business coaches, but everything is about, you have to niche, you have to specialize yes. and for certain things. Yes, you do. But I like to consider myself like a really good family doctor. Yeah. I look after the general everything. And then if we come across something that needs a specialist, then we go to a specialist. But if yeah. you're going through and self-diagnosing, you have no idea what you don't know. <laughs> and you're going, okay, well, I know marketing is important. So I keep seeing these ads for this, this Facebook ads course and stuff. So that would be a great way to market. So I'm going to go there. And I'm going to put a lot of money and time and effort into it, but yes. I'm missing all these other pieces that I don't even know about. So that's yes. not really going to help me. Yes. And then I'm going to talk to this story, uh, story and messaging coach because, okay, yeah. I, I can't really do my Facebook marketing until I've got my story, and my message down. So they put time, money and effort in, but they're still missing all these other pieces that they don't know. And they go through and they're going to all these ologists because they're <laughs> self-diagnosing without any clue what they're doing and then they end up broke frustrated and coaching doesn't work yes you need to have your your basic foundational pieces because there's eight pieces that every single business needs you need to have your mindset you need to have your habits set up you need marketing you need advisory team you need financials you need your systems cash flow and profit you understand those you can go you're missing any of those pieces crash and burn is your life Yes, that that's really amazing advice. So tell me now what kind of problems people come to you with 
when they're starting out and what advice would you give them? So let us kind of learn from you as if you're talking to our audience as if they're sitting in front of you and they're coming well, to you, Tammy, and they're like, I'm thinking about starting a business. Well, where do I start? What I have found over, over, over decades of doing this mm-hmm. is there's, there's basically two types of people that start businesses. Okay. And I found 60 to 70% of people that start businesses are what we refer to as bunny rabbits. Okay. They are idea people. They're really good at the marketing. They have no problem talking to people. They're, they're great communicators. They're high energy going out and doing the sales. Not their problem. Yeah. Their problem is looking after the back end. How do I look after my systems? How do I, how do I actually um, drag myself back to the office to actually deliver on this stuff when I could be talking to another new exciting person? (laughs) Their problem is actually delivering the finished product or being able to deliver it consistently because they have another idea putting it, but they're a bit scatterbrained. (laughs) That's me. I've never, I've never had a loss for ideas. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they have no problem with the, the ideas. Details bore the heck out of me. That's yeah. the honest answer. So they, they need help on, like you said, all the, all the other, other places. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to do it all. They usually work much better when they're able to bring in different helpers and yeah. VAs and stuff to look after that. So they need a different type of help. Yes. Then. There's like the other side, and we call those the owls. Okay. And that's that's more me. That's 30 to 40%. And these are the people that if, if you give them a job, they're going to knock your socks off. They're going to deliver above and beyond. They've got their back end looked after. You go in, and their office or their, or their shop is neat and tidy. But if you ask them to go out and talk to a <laughs> real live human being and tell them about what their business does, you yeah. better have your defibrillators handy because they're going to go into cardiac arrest. I have totally coached people like that, 100%. So, <laughs> so those, are, those are the main ones. So depending on what their issues are, like anybody who goes into starting a business, they already have strengths. And those need to be built upon. And yeah. everybody has weaknesses and areas where they, they don't even know what they don't know. Yes. And that's why, like you said, you need to have that general business scope so that you can understand, okay, where do I need to be filling in? How can I start bringing the right people into onto my team? And it's not right. always necessarily that you have to hire them and they become employees or anything like that. But it's like, okay, who can I brainstorm with and help me out with this? And there's different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. But you need to know, like you said, where are you strong, where are you weak, and where are you totally and completely clueless? Right, because if right. you are missing any of those eight pieces, your life is going to be a whole heck of a lot harder, and your chances of survival yeah. are pretty much non-existent. When you are not spending time in your zone of genius, right, it becomes a very inefficient process where yeah. everything that should take 10 minutes takes you two hours. Right. And that can be really frustrating and very defeating. So when you have somebody like you, who's almost like diagnosing Mm -hmm. what it is that you're really strong in here, we need to spend more time in your zone of genius, but then you need to find ways to compensate for these different areas or learn these things a little bit more efficiently. And, and there's a lot of ways you can do it still as a solopreneur or with, with, doing it on your own but if you're understanding okay well what how can i do this what are the systems and stuff that i can set up how can i do it that makes it a whole heck of a lot better yeah because you don't have to have everybody else doing everything else 
but things still need to be done. Like one of the biggest things that I get called into when, when a business is having trouble mm-hmm. is, okay, it's Tuesday, payday's on Friday, and I have no money in the account. Yeah. How do, what do I do? My mm-hmm. first question is, well, tell me about how you do your invoicing. <laughs> oh, well, we've been so busy doing all this stuff that I haven't invoiced in three months. And that's why you have no money in your account. <laughs> so one of the things that I find, I, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to be really vulnerable with you guys because um, I just feel like it's important for us to be real people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you kind of like, kind of help me in air quotes so that people can see like what you're capable of. So one of the things that I have found is that because I am very creative and I, I am a big picture thinker the details can sometimes be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so I decide like, okay, I have a partner. So I actually do. I have a business partner who I have locked arms with, but as the visionary, it's really hard for me sometimes to be able to delegate to her because it's hard for me to break down the steps to delegate to her. Right. So Mm -hmm. what is something that somebody like me would need to know in order to help myself get the help, I guess, that I would need. So in, in a case like with you, I would, if you were my client and we're going through and we're having the meeting, I would be sitting down yeah. with you and your business partner and number one, having a big conversation to figure out where are you yeah. strong and where are you weak. And one of the things that every business needs to be putting together, whether or not it's a partnership or we've got some employees or a solopreneur, mm-hmm. is putting together an accurate organizational chart. And it's not yes. titles, it's job descriptions. Mm-hmm. What are the different things that need to be done within your business? So we've got marketing. Okay, we've got the different types of marketing. We've got, we have to look after operations, the actual delivery of stuff. Common one where most business owners on both sides, the, yeah. the bunny rabbits and the owls, yeah. avoid like the plague is the financials. They don't want to look after look at the money. <laughs> so what are the things that need to be done? And then figuring out, like having you looking after the details of the bookkeeping and the tax, that is a bad fit <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't work with your natural strengths or anything, but it still yeah. has to be looked after yeah. and figuring out, okay, who's going to be responsible for what, where, where do we still need help? Okay. Is it something that we still want to look after ourselves? What specific information or assistance do we need to be bringing in? So for example, I'll have a lot of my clients go, and I want all of my clients, regardless of bunny rabbits or owls, yes. to do their own bookkeeping for six months to a year because I want them to get intimate with the numbers of their business. Because when you're spending that time, and you're playing with it. Yeah. And when I'm dealing with like my retail clients and stuff, I have them track their cash flow hourly because those numbers can tell you such amazing stories that let you ask questions like, okay, so for a retail business, if you're open from nine o'clock in the morning until nine o'clock at night, but the cash register doesn't ring until 1030 and then it's really busy from like 1130 to two and then it dies off and then there's another rush at five o'clock. Right. But why? What's going on? What is bringing in those people mm-hmm. then? Okay. How can I find more of those? Where do I need to be marketing advertising? Do I need to be changing my hours? It also helps you with scheduling for yeah. staff and different yes. things like this. Yes. What other things can I be doing to market to be bringing in more clients during those down times? Like yes. there's so many stories that can be told, but 
going through and putting together that org chart, not with positions, but what are the actual jobs that, what are the hats that need to be worn yes. so that you could put it together? Because another thing that when a business starts going and they're going, okay, we've got stuff coming. I need help. Yeah. I need help. So what do they do? They hire a body and they hire a body. That's typically a little mini me. And then they yeah, wonder why they're just hitting the wall faster. Geez. Because you've got two people with the same strengths, which means what the weaknesses have just been yes. blown up. Like, yes. and it, it's, it, it's fun and it's wonderful, but you need to be taking the time to actually work on your business and take a look at it. Yes. And that's really hard to do Yes, for yourself. Like I can't do it for myself very well because I'm in the forest. I need somebody who can 100%. work. And we, and we have things that we self-sabotage ourselves with. Maybe it's just that we've taken on the identity that I'm not an organized person. So therefore we don't want to yep. look at anything that has organization involved in it. Or maybe it's that we have a really crappy money mindset and yep. it's really hard to look at those numbers because I have to face something that I might not want to see. It's going to feel icky for a bit. And so it's really, really hard. And maybe it's just that we just want to do what's fun, right? And so- Who doesn't want to do what's fun? And the reality (laughs) is is that if you can take a few moments to to write down that organizational chart, it keeps you from having to do the day in and day out every single day, but you still have to spend the time as the leader to be able to look at that. And I think that one of the things that's really powerful about what you do as well is that you hold people accountable. You hold people accountable for the things that we do to sabotage ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you force us to get into action on things that aren't fun, that aren't comfortable, but are going to move us forward. If anything, just to learn, and then we can pass it on. But we still have to learn some of these things. They're necessary. Yeah. Well, I'm not, like I say, I want my clients to do their own bookkeeping for six months to a year. But unless your business is bookkeeping after the year, I want you to hand it off. But then once you've already spent, like I said, the six months to a year, you understand it. and You can start asking better yeah. questions and you can actually your bookkeeper then becomes somebody that's on your team rather than just somebody that you dump the work that you don't want to have anything to do with. Right. Right. A hundred percent. It changes. It changes the relationship. Not just yes. with your bookkeeper, but it changes your relationship with your books. <laughs> yes, 100%. So what else can you think of that you find a lot of people struggle with that you would give us some advice around? You need to be addicted to in love with learning. Mm-hmm. So I, I read every single day. I listen to audiobooks and I'm as much yes. as much as there's wonderful fiction and stuff out there, like I'm going through different business books and sales yes. books and organizational books and all the different yes. things. Um, a lot of my books I've read and listened to over and over and over again, because yeah. every time you go through them, yes. you're getting new information because you are a new person because you've learned. hundred percent. If, if you are not constantly working on betting yourself, don't yeah. be in business. Don't be in business. You know, that I'm going to bring out a nerd, like, because we're in the same like tribe of people who love nerding out about this stuff. Like you can't really see, but all these books around me, I have one in here. That's a fiction book in all of these books. And it was a gift. So I need to either get a life or embrace the fact that I just am a nerd and I love to learn this stuff. But I came up, um, I, I was told about this amazing app. Have you heard of Headway? No, I haven't. 
Okay. It might blow your mind. So Headway allows, they, they summarize books in the personal development and business space. And you can listen to or read an entire book in the summary of it, like clip notes in about 15 minutes a day. Ah, yes. Okay. I've heard of different ones, not specifically, specifically that one. And for certain things, I do like doing that, but for, for, and I definitely will go through and do that. I'm also a major Ted junkie. Yes. I watch at least yes. one TED talk because it, it, it's motivating and it's exciting yes. and all the different things. Like, how can I do this? Like, yes. I've got my own library here in my office and I have, yes. okay, I've got Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. And um, I think I have Narnia in there. Oh, and there's children's series that my daughter's named after. But other than that, like I've got shelf after shelf after shelf of business and personal development and sales and marketing and system because that's my world. And my mom thinks I'm insane because she's like, why do you read all that stuff? Like, why don't you read something fun? I'm going, it is fun. It oh is God, fun. I'm about the stories and stuff that I'm learning. <laughs> so my mom has learned not to ask me certain questions because I get all excited about them and her eyes glaze over. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love it. I, I can literally obviously talk to you all day. We're long lost friends. And I want to yeah. just um, tell you that I love your energy. And I think that anybody who would work with you would be really, really blessed by all of the the time and energy that you've put in to learn all of this stuff so that they can benefit, right? So before we wrap up our conversation, Tammy, is there anything else that you haven't had a chance to share with us that you really, really want our listeners to hear from you? Well, one of the things that I offer to people who are trying to figure out, like I said, where are you strong and where are you weak, is I offer for free what I call my solopreneur self-assessment. And it's just a quick little questionnaire where you can go through and go, okay, strong here, we care. Oh my God, I had no idea even about that or that. Yeah. And you can get that for free. And you also have the option of booking a free, like introductory conversation call with me. Um, you just have to go to ksabusiness.ca slash gift. Okay. And- I'll make sure that we have all of that in the, yeah. in the show notes. So that, and so they can schedule the strategy call with you and they can get yep. the free assessment. We'll make sure that we have the links to both of those in there. That's, that's amazing. I've, I've found that that helps people an awful lot because they can go through very quickly and figure out, like I said, strong, weak, and having a clue. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Okay, so when we finish up our conversation, I always ask my guests to be able to give us a question that we can ponder, that we can think about that is going to help us to go from where we are to where we want to be. So what would you have our audience think about um, as we we work this week to make ourselves better? Oh, that's a wonderful, wonderful one. There's so many, but the one that's coming to me right now is what impact do you want to have on the world? When, you, when all is said and done, and we don't know how long we're going to be here, we could be gone next week, we could be here for another 50 years, yeah. but when we come to the end of our life and, and we're looking back, what impact do you want to have on the world? Because we all have the power, as long as we claim it and act on it, to do yes. incredible things. Yes. I Are you love doing that. it? That that's amazing. What do you want people to say on your? What do you want it on your headstone? What do you want your legacy to be? And if you're not doing that right now, you have to claim it and you have to get into action. And somebody like Tammy can be a facilitator on that journey to make you more efficient. I'm all about working smarter, not harder. As I mentioned, I have a million hats that I wear. If I wasted my time DIYing everything, there's no way I'd be able to get done what I get done. And so we have to recognize where we need to pay the tuition. 
and yep. let ourselves work smarter, not harder, because we don't have a guarantee for tomorrow. So how can we make the biggest impact in the shortest period of time? Tammy, thank you so much for blessing us with your conversation, your wisdom, your humor, you all of the things. I'm grateful for you, and I'm excited to see how you can continue to show up in the world. Well, thank you very much for having me here. I'm, I am on a mission. <laughs> I love it. Well, I can tell. So thanks. Thanks. And everybody have a great week. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the Untucked Podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes if you want to get into my private club, The Better Club, to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better, and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get unstuck together. Have a great day.